morning, chapter number 10, and I will be reading from Hebrews chapter 10 down to Hebrews 11, verse 1. So if you can get your Bibles, amen, and turn to those pages, and we'll get started. Amen. Hebrews chapter number 10, starting with verse 35, reading down through chapter 11, verse 1. Scripture tells us, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet, a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto prediction, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I would like to minister to you today from this thought. Cast not away your confidence. Cast not away your confidence. Pray with me again this morning. Amen. Father, Again, we thank you for your word that we have read already. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, O God. Give us wisdom, give us knowledge, and give us understanding, O God. Let us not cast away our confidence, our hope, and our faith in you, God. No matter what comes against us, uh, O God, no matter what the world may bring, O God, no matter what situation or circumstance, We put our trust in you, God, and we hold fast to your word this day, God. And when this day is all over, God, and this service is all closed, uh, may we continue to cling to that old rugged cross that so despised by the world that it still has that wonderful attraction to us, that your word would ever be established in our hearts and in our minds, and we would have that Calm assurance, O oh God, to know that you're with us always, uh, even until the ends of the earth. Uh, and I thank you again, God, for your goodness and your mercy and your kindness and your love towards us. In Jesus' name, amen. Cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. In light of the situation that is going on in our world today with COVID-19, many people or many folks are becoming fearful. There's a lot of uncertainty that is going on in our world today. People are starting to lose hope. Many are starting to ask questions of themselves and to ask questions of others. Uh, They are starting to ask, uh, where did this disease come from? Uh, How long will it last? Will I get it? Uh, Is there going to be a cure? What are the signs uh, 
and the symptoms of this virus? Will I lose my job? Will we have enough food or money to survive if this thing keeps going on and on and on? They're asking, will we be locked down like they're being locked down in Italy or New York or California or some of the other states? Uh, uh, will we be invaded while we're locked down? Uh, will my loved ones, uh, which are overseas, be able to come home? And will I get to see them again? Uh, what is going on with us? Uh, they have all these questions uh, that are popping up in their minds. Uh, they are not questions uh, that you're voting on uh, to establish something. They are questions of concern, uh, and rightfully so. They are nothing wrong with having questions. Uh, but let me encourage you today, when these questions pop up, uh, go to God in prayer uh, and seek God for wisdom. Uh, seek God for directions uh, and seek God for counsel. As Thomas Paine says, uh, these are the times uh, that try men's souls. Uh, these are the times in this type of situation uh, that will put you to the test uh, to see if you have the goods uh, or if you don't have the goods. Uh, but I want to encourage you today, my brothers uh, and my sisters. Uh, I hear a voice uh, from heaven uh, coming out of the throne room uh, saying to me, Fear thou not, uh, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10 and verse 13. God says, Fear not. He says, I am with you. I will hold you by the right hand. God says, You don't have to worry. I've got your hand. Then he goes on. And in Isaiah 43, verse 1 and 3, God again encourages us. In Isaiah 43, amen, he says, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou pass through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the floods, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I hear him say, I've got this, brothers. I've got this, my children. Don't fear. Don't worry. He goes on in Isaiah 54, verse 7 through 10 and verse 17. I hear the voice from a far distance. I hear the voice coming out of the throne room. I hear the angel Gabriel sounding. I hear the trumpet of Michael calling. He says, God says, for a small moment have I forsaken thee. 
but with great mercies will I gather thee. And a little wrath hid I my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord, thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that have mercy on thee. There, verse 17, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the children of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness as of me, saith the Lord. I don't know about you, my brothers and my sisters, but God is said to Rufus, don't worry, Rufus. I've got this. Don't worry, Rufus. Don't throw away your confidence. I know in whom you believe, and I am persuaded. God says, I've got this. And because God says, I've got this, I've got a God who with his angels watches over me. I've got a God who with his angels put my enemies beneath my feet. I've got a God. Who's with me when I'm sick and when I'm feeling well? I've got a God, and my God shall never fail. I hear my God from the throne room speaking to me today in Isaiah 59 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun when the enemy shall come in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. The enemy of Corona, the coronavirus can rise his ugly head. But I come to tell you, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I hear from a far distant land. I hear from a long ways away. I hear from the throne room of God saying to me, Rufus, Fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Praise God. Notice, God said, don't fear. Amen. Paul, writing to his protege, Timothy, First, Second Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. He says, Timothy, God hath not given us the spirit of fear. But he's given us power. He's given us love. And he's given us a sound mind. Isaiah says he will keep you in perfect peace. Isaiah 26, 3. He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind 
is stayed upon him because you trust in me. Trust in the Lord Jehovah. For the Lord Jehovah is an ever saving strength. God has got this, my brothers. God has got this, my sisters. Just relax. Just rest. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, O ye that are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and I am lonely in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Isaiah says in 28, 11, and 12, with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to my people. Wherefore, God says, this is the rest that shall call the weary the rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. But I want you to open your ears into the land today. I want you to open your hearing today. The Bible says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And God is saying to the church, fear not. I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the power of my right hand, saying, Fear not. I hear a voice out of the throne room saying, Cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. Praise God. Paul, writing to the church at Philippi, in chapter 1, verse 3 through verse 6, Paul puts it this way. If there ever been a man filled with confidence, if there ever been a man filled with faith, it was the Apostle Paul. One could write about faith. One could write about confidence. One could encourage you. Paul went through much stuff in his life. He even says, I have learned that what, no matter what state I find myself, I'm therefore to be content. He says, I know how to abound. I know how to be hungry. I know how to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. But Paul tells the same church here in the first chapter, he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, every one of you, under the sound of my voice, I am encouraging you, and I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Every time your flame come before my mind, I thank God that he has brought you into my life. I thank God that he has put you in my pathway. I don't know the reason. I don't know the cause. But I do know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who called according to his purpose. So Paul says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always and every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing 
that he which have begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. What God has started in you, my brothers and sisters, he will complete it when Jesus is coming back for church. You hang in there. What God has started in you, he's going to complete in you. You just hold on. He goes on into Philippians four, chapter first four through nine. So he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderations be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which you have both learned and you have received and you have heard and you have seen in me do and the God of peace shall be with you. He didn't say think on coronavirus. He didn't say think on negative things. He said think on the things which are true, which are honest, which are just, which are pure, which are lovely, which are a good report, which give praise to God. He says think on these things. Keep your mind on heavenly things. Keep your mind stayed on the Lord. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your confidence. Just keep trusting in God. Praise God. Paul knew. Paul knew how to abide in the faith. Hallelujah. He knew. He knew as he would write, now abide it. Faith, hope, and love. These three. But the greatest, he says, is love. Why is love the greatest? Because love is God. Hope and faith is just byproducts and characters of God. Amen. But love is God himself. And God loves you. And God cares for you. Watch this. Watch this. Stay with me. In Romans 8, verse 24 through 39. Watch this. Stay with me, brothers. Stay with me, sisters. Paul knew something here. He says, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope for what a man seeth. What that he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes inter 
intercessions for us with groaning, which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart know what is the mind of the Spirit, because he make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestine, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, Everybody else might as well be. Coronavirus might as well be. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for thy sake. We are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me and you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. And if God be for us, everybody else might as well be. This is the church of the living God. This is the old ship of Zion. It is the hope for the lost and the dying. It is the soul-saving station. It is the tower of salvation. It's been through the fire, but the fire couldn't burn it. It's been in the flood, but the flood can sink it. It's been fed through the lines, but the lands couldn't eat it. It's fought a lot of wars, but it's never defeated. I'm talking about the church and the book of Revelation. It's built on the rock. It's got a firm foundation. It's been through the fire. It's been through the flood. But one of these days, the church is moving up higher. So cast not away your confidence which have great recompense of reward. Solomon says in Proverbs 24.10 If thou faintest in the days of adversity, 
thy strength is small. Notice, if you give up, if you throw in the towel, if you quit in this situation, and the things that is plaguing and things that are coming and the fears and the uncertainty and doubt, your strength in God is small. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Fear not. I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. The world is not your God. Amen. Jesus is your God. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Paul writing to the church of the Hebrew in the 6th chapter, chapter 9, verse 9 through 20. But beloved, I am persuaded of better things of you. And things that come with salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you to show the same diligence uh, to the fullness assurance of hope unto the end. That you be not slothful. Don't get lazy on me now. But followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath of confirmation is an end to all strife. But God, pray in God, my God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you want to put his name in there? Willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel. Confirmed it by an oath. That by two immutable things, or unchanging things, and which was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enter it into that within the veil wherein the forerunner is for us enter even Jesus, which is made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek first being interpreted the God of peace and the God of righteousness. Jesus Christ is made the high priest after that same principle. Amen. But the writer says, which goes credit to Paul, that by two immutable things, 
his, his oath and his word. God cannot lie, the Bible says. Jesus Christ cannot lie. So when God says to you and me, fear not, don't you fear. He can't lie. When God says, I'll hold your hand, he's going to hold your hand. When God says, when you pass through the waters, it ain't going to overflow you, it ain't going to overflow you. God says, when you pass through the fire, it ain't going to burn you, it ain't going to burn you. God says, there's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. There's no weapon formed against you going to prosper. God says, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the enemy will raise up, God will raise up a standard. The Spirit is going to raise up a standard. So you don't have to fear. See, that's why Job couldn't stand on confidence. That's why Job didn't throw away his confidence when everything came against Job. It would have been easy for Job to throw away his confidence and not trust in God and not trust in God's abilities. But notice what Job says in Job 19, verse 23 through verse 27. Job 19, 23 to 27. Job says, Oh, that my words were now written. Oh, that they were penned in a book, that they were graven with an iron pen and laid in the rock forever. Job, I want you to know, my friend, somebody put it in the book. Somebody heard you, Job. They put your words in a book for my generation. I want you to know, Job, I heard you, boy. I heard you edify Jesus. I heard you talk about God. I built my confidence, Job, on your book. I know, Job, I got the message out of the rock. Because Jesus is the rock, Job. I know you wrote it. They put it in the rock. They put it in a pen. With the pen, Job. And I've got it, Job. I've got it. Notice what Job says. This is what Job wanted us to hear. For I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand in the latter days upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroyed this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed in me. Job says, I'm going to see God. He's going to stand on the earth. The angel says, he's coming back the same way he went up. I'm going to see him. Oh, I want to see him, the songwriter said. Look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever. To rejoice. Cast not away your confidence. Amen. Job's words. He says, oh, I wish they was written with a pen and printed in a book. Job, they heard you, man. They got it. They got it, Job. You know why, Job, they got it? Because Peter would write that the things, oh God, the prophecy of before was not by man, but it came by you. It came by God. It came by God. 
Hallelujah. The things are written before Job. They got it. They heard you. They heard you, Job. They didn't let it slip. They got it, Job. And that's why Job would read it on. Then the 23rd chapter and the 8th verse. Job 23, verse 8 through 12. Job would say, let me, let me share with you more. Job says, behold, I go forward. But he's not there. And I go backwards. But I can't perceive him. On the left hand, where... He does work, but I cannot behold him. Job said, I can't find him. I want to find him. He hide himself on the right hand, and I cannot see him. But watch this. Job says, that's okay. Job says, that's okay. Job says, I'm looking for him. I can't find him on the right. I can't find him on the left. I can't find him over here. I can't find him over there. When I was in Africa, amen, they were saying this song. I looked to my left. I can't find him. I look to the right. I can't find him. I look behind him. I can't find him. I look to the front. I can't find him. But Job says, but he knows (laughs) the way that I take. And when he have tried me, I shall come forth like gold. Job says, when God comes and he tests me and he tries me. He says, I'm going to be pure gold. Because just because I can't see God working over here, I can't see God working over there, I'm not giving up. I'm still holding on. I'm still trusting. Job says, my foot have held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have esteemed his word more than my necessary food. Job says I got a hold of God's word. He that have an ear, let him hear what the church the spirit is saying to the church. Job says in Job 14 verse 7 through verse 9, for there is hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branches thereof will not cease, though the roots thereof wax old and the earth, and though the stock thereof die in the ground. He says, yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth balls like a plant. Job says you can be cut down. You can feel that there's no hope. He says, but if you just get close to Jesus Christ, that living water that you can drink and never thirst again, he says, you're going to bud. You're going to get up. Right now you may have uncertainty, but I promise you, my brothers, I promise you, my sisters, if you will worship God, if you will draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to you, and you will be stronger in the Lord than you was any time before. Praise God. Fear not, little flock. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. Cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. You just need to have patience. And after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. 
The just has got to live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. For we're not of them that draw back to perdition. We're them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Habakkuk, amen, said in Habakkuk 3:17 through 19, he says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The laborers of the olives shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herds in the stall. Notice what Habakkuk says. He says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, uh, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, uh, and he will make me to walk upon my high places. Uh, Habakkuk says, it doesn't have to be going right for me. I'm not going to throw away my faith. Uh, I'm not going to cast away my confidence and uh, God's abilities. Uh, he says, so I will rejoice in the Lord and in the God of my salvation. For the God that I serve is my strength. And he will make my feet like hands and cause me to walk upon my high places. David says, now I know that the Lord will save his ones. He will hear them from his holy heavens, from the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen. But we are risen to stand upright. Save, Lord. Let the king hear us when we come. God has not given you the spirit of fear. So don't cast away your confidence, which have great recompense and reward. In 2 Kings chapter 7, the Bible relates the story of the famine in the land. And everybody is shut up in the, in the fort. They're all wondering what they're going to eat. They have nothing to eat. They're all dying. The Bible tells me that a dung head and a horse head and everything is sold for a certain amount of money. Man, it's a bad situation. Amen. Almost kind of like we are almost at. It's a bad situation. And outside of that gate, the Bible said there in Second Kings chapter 7, it says there's four lepers. Now, you have to understand, the lepers couldn't be around people anyhow. So they was already outcasts. They was already out there just waiting to die. Their bones and limbs falling off as a leper. That's why they couldn't go in. It was almost kind of like we're facing today. They're saying, don't touch people, don't get close to people, you know. So, is corona kind of like a leprosy that they had back in those days? Don't know, don't know. So, don't spread that rumor. (laughs) I'm just making comment here. Amen. But, those four lepers was outside. And finally, they said one to another, why are we going to sit here? Until we die. 
If we go into the camp, there's nothing there to eat. We're going to die there. But if we go to the Syrians, they have two options. They can kill us or they can feed us. You see, because the Syrians was the one that had people locked up. People wouldn't come out for fear of the Syrians. And so when these lepers made a decision to do something about their situation, when they made a move, God made a move. God caused a noise that the king of Syria thought the king of Israel had got a bigger force to come out against them. And so they were so afraid that they left, and they left horses, they left clothes, they left food, they left gold, they left silver, they left everything to trying to save their lives to get away. And when those, Syri- those four lepers came into the camp of the Syrians, there was nobody there. So they ate, took a clothes with them, took gold, took silver to their place. I mean, they had everything. They could have, those four men could have just sat there and enjoyed life because nobody was trying to take care of them in the city. And finally, one of the lepers says, he said, you know what, guys? He said, this isn't right. He says, you know, we're sitting here. We got all kinds of food. We got it going on. And, you know, and our brothers are in, in the camp with nothing to eat says, man, if we tarry till the morning, there's no doubt some evil is going to happen to us. So come on, let's go back and tell the camp and tell the king that there's food out here. And they went and told, amen, and the word of God prevailed just as Elijah had said that it was going to be. Amen. And you finish reading that. But I come to tell somebody today, God says, 2 Chronicles 7, 13 and 14. If I shut up the heaven, that there be no rain. If I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, but humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive them of their sins, and I will heal the land. Now, I believe that as God's people and as a nation, which was founded on the principles of the word of Almighty God, God is trying to speak to us, and God is trying to encourage us, and God is trying to give us counsel and directions to turn from our wicked ways and to turn our hearts back to Him. Because we have, as a nation, denounced God. Our nation was founded on the principles of the word of God. And since the 21st century and coming at the end of the 20th century, we have turned our backs as a nation on God. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, Now when they heard this, Peter, Peter preached about Jesus. The Bible says when they heard this, they was pricked in their hearts. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift 
of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and unto your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourselves from this untowards generation. And they that gladly received his word was baptized. And they were added unto them the same day about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Amen. So I want to encourage you today. Don't, don't cast away your confidence. Be as the woman with the issue of blood. Twelve years she suffered. But somebody told her about Jesus. And she said within herself, if I can but touch the hem of his garments, I know I will be made whole. I want to encourage you today, my brothers and sisters. Please cast not away your confidence. He that will come will come. The just has got to live by faith. And we will see what God will do in the latter end. Praise God. Father, we praise you. Oh, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, God, I pray that you would touch your people under the sound of my voice again this morning. God, that you would build and strengthen them just as your word says you would do, oh God. You know all things that we face as a people and as a nation. Oh God, I know that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all I could ever ask or think. And I pray, Father, that you would reach down upon them and let your wholeness flow like never before. God, those that are lifting up their hands right now and reaching out to you, I pray that you would forgive them of their sins. Oh, God, forgive us all of our sins and wrongs that we may have done to others. Purge us with hyssop, God, that we may be clean. Wash us, oh, God, that we may be whiter than snow, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide not thy face, O God, from our iniquities, and cleanse us from all sins. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then when I teach transgressors the way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee, O God. Oh, God, if you open my lips, I will show forth thy praise. Uh, you open my mouth, I will show forth thy righteousness, oh, God. For thou desire not sacrifices, oh, God, after what I get of it. Uh, God, thou desire not burnt offerings, oh, God. For the sacrifices of God are a broken heart, uh, a broken and a contract spirit, oh, God, you will not despise. Uh, God, as a nation, I pray that we humble ourselves. Uh, seek your face, God, and turn from our wicked ways. Uh, Help us, O oh God, to show us the wrong in each and every life, God. Show us how to be and do according to your word, God, to live, to love the way that you have told us to love from the beginning, O oh God. Help us through it, O oh God. I know, God, you will make a way where there seems to be no way, God. And I'm thankful for your love. I'm thankful for your people, God. Bless them in every way, Jesus, I pray, God. Stand with them as you have already promised and given us this calm assurance, God, to cast not away our confidence, to hold our hope and our faith and trust in you. And, God, I am so thankful that I have fallen in love with you, God, because it is the best thing, the best thing that I've ever, ever done in my life, God. I am so thankful, Lord.
Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever, ever done. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever, ever done in his arms. I feel protected in his arms. I'm never disconnected in his arms. I feel protected. There's no place I'd rather, rather be in his arms. I feel protected in his arms. I'm never disconnected in his arms. I feel protected. There's no place I'd rather, rather be falling in love with Jesus. 